Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of Scripture reflection and prayer. Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Let's pray for one another. Let us know what your prayer intentions are, if you like, in the comments. And let's get into the, into the Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, protect us today from evil. We know that the devil is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We resist him solid in our faith. We repent of our sins. We refuse to let our past sins discourage us in any way. We press on to what lies ahead, as Paul says. And we rejoice in bearing witness to your kingdom of life and truth, of justice, love, peace and grace. Bless us today. Hear all our prayers and may we now be refreshed, encouraged and strengthened by your word, which is a light to our path. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. I want to read this passage from the book of the prophet Baruch. Fear not, my people, Remember, Israel, you were sold to the nations, not for your destruction. It was because you angered God that you were handed over to your foes. For you provoked your Maker with sacrifices to demons, to no gods. You forsook the eternal God who nourished you, and you grieved Jerusalem who fostered you. She indeed saw coming upon you the anger of God, And she said, Hear, you neighbors of Zion, God has brought great mourning upon me, for I have seen the captivity that the eternal God has brought upon my sons and daughters. With joy I fostered them, but with mourning and lament I let them go. Let no one gloat over me, a widow bereft of many. For the sins of my children I am left desolate, because they turned from the law of God. Fear not, my children, call out to God. He who brought this upon you will remember you. As your hearts have been disposed to stray from God, turn now ten times the more to seek Him. For He who has brought disaster upon you will, in saving you, bring you back enduring joy. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Too many in the church today have lost the beautiful balance we see here in this reading. To be able to tell somebody that they're being punished for their sins, not at all compromising, in fact exposing how evil those sins are, and yet at the same time making that a message of encouragement, of compassionate love, and of the promise of enduring joy. How do you, you see how beautifully that reading, and, and, it's, and it's, in the, it's in the context of the nurturing love of a mother. Now, we know God is our father. But the scriptures talk about the daughter of Zion, 
and Jerusalem, our mother prefiguring the church, prefiguring the Virgin Mary. Today is the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. And that nurturing, I mean, the nurturing love of a mother, where does it have its origin? It has its origin in the love of God, right? God is Father, but the, all the nurturing love that both fathers and mothers can exercise is all from the same source. And so you have this image of Jerusalem speaking to her children, again, foreshadowing the fact that our mother, the church, is this, this community to which we belong and through which God expresses and, and exercises His merciful, nurturing love, which far surpasses, infinitely surpasses, that of even the most loving mother. You think of Rachel mourning for her children, too, as the, as the exiles are led out of, uh, of Jerusalem. And there's the tomb of, of Rachel from the time of the patriarchs. And Rachel is mourning for her children. We're going to get to this in uh, a couple of days once again, that theme. Why did the people get sent into exile? They killed their children. They mingled with the practices of the nations and part of this demon worship that, that the prophet talks about here. You sacrificed to demons, to no gods. In other words, these gods are not gods at all. They're no-gods. Was a practice of killing the children, throwing them into fire, is what we're doing with abortion today any better? Is it at its root any different? If you have any doubt that this is demon worship going on, and I'm not talking about the moms that are going in there distraught, knowing it's a terrible thing, not, not knowing what else to do, and perhaps our church and our movement have failed to do enough to reach them with the good news that there are alternatives to abortion. But I'm talking about people at the core of the abortion industry. I have seen with my own eyes the instruments of demon worship inside of closed abortion facilities, places where the animals would be sacrificed in rituals of demonic worship. Oh, it takes place. It takes place. Abortionists write about the crystals that are sometimes brought in for ceremonial purposes by some who are having abortions. You sacrificed to demons, and therefore you provoked, and notice how God is referred to here, you provoked your Maker, the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, the Father of life, the Word through whom all things were made. He's our Maker. There are many titles we give to God, but this one is talking about our Maker because in sacrificing the children to the demons, we slap Him in the face as Creator of those children. With mourning and lament, I let them go. The grieving mother sees the necessity of this punishment on her children. So the church, so our Heavenly Mother. You know, love doesn't shield us from punishment that we deserve. 
It embraces the children in the midst of that punishment, praying that they will grow, praying that they will learn. Again, in the church today, leaders have forgotten how to punish. Well, except for, I mean, if you're, you know, giving yourself to protect the unborn, you know, of course, or if you're too conservative. No, they haven't really forgotten how to punish. But as far as overall ministry to the people of God, this approval of sin, implicitly, explicitly, wink, nod, this is so utterly contrary to the Word of God that there aren't enough words to to describe it. A loving mother does not bless her children as they prance along the way of sin. Simply not happening. The one who allows his or her children to prance along in the way of sin and just smiles at them, blesses them, and says, you're okay, is the one who hates them, is the one who has absolutely no regard for their well-being, and therefore that translates into the one who has no love. But isn't this a marvelous verse in the end here? I like this. Turn now ten times the more to seek Him. Repentance should not simply be a turning away from sin. It should be turning away from sin ten times harder than we embraced it. Let that be our daily theme. Let us get up each morning. We remember our past sins only for the sake of remembering God's mercy and remembering that we cannot rely on ourselves. We need His help. But then we say, I'm going to turn ten times the more to serve Him. If I have failed in the defense of life, By not speaking up or by not doing more, I'll do ten times more. Speak up ten times more loudly. Let that be our commitment today and every day. And as so many today who pray the rosary, rejoice in this feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. Remember, this reading perfectly embodies that maternal concern of Mary. And remember, everything we believe about Mary It's all in Christ. She doesn't have power apart from Christ. The value of Mary, the role of Mary, is precisely to lead us to Christ. And the love she shows us is the love of Christ coming through her. She says this, I grieve over your sins. I know you have to endure punishment for those sins. But trust in the Lord and turn back to Him ten times the more as you receive His forgiveness of those sins. Because you repent. Not just because, oh Lord, I sinned, please give me forgiveness. It's because we turn away from those sins. And therefore, we as individuals and as a nation need to turn away all ten times the more from the sacrifice of our children to demons through abortion. Let's pray for the abolishing of abortion. Let's pray for the repentance from all sin. Lord, we turn to you ten times the more today. We turn to you knowing that with the love of a mother, a father, with all the love that any human being can have, Lord, that is only a dim reflection of the passionate love you have for us. So we can at the same time be punished for our sins and rejoice. At the very same time, we can grieve and we can leap for joy. That is the paradox, Lord God, of our our Christian walk. 
We struggle each day with sin. We embrace each day the reality of repentance. We discover each day the joy of your mercy. Lord, hear all our prayers in that very mercy. Look kindly upon our needs, whether for health, consolation, wisdom, guidance, whatever it may be. And let us see again your love as you answer these prayers that we have expressed or that we have in the silence of our hearts. And we pray now as you taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And on this Feast of the Rosary we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay, friends, stay focused. Stay focused on the Word. Stay focused on your commitment to pro-life. Stay focused on the Lord. And have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.